From Hollywood and one of the nation's largest private record collections, here's America's popular music with your commentator, Andy Mansfield. of the Moonlight Serenader, Glenn Miller, and his orchestra. You know, the, the popularity of Glenn's music has remained so great during all the years since he disappeared over the English Channel that foggy December day in 1944 that his old records could scarcely begin to satisfy the desires of the, the growing legion of Miller fans. Strangely enough, long after he's gone, his music still continues to draw new followers. And the search for more Miller material to supplement the old records has been exhaustive. And even though it was generally felt that Glenn's recording career had been fairly thoroughly documented, new Miller material has been discovered from time to time. Recordings of his radio broadcasts have been released. Recordings of his Army Air Force band and of a long-forgotten Carnegie Hall concert have taken their places on the steadily growing shelf of Miller Records. And now tonight, we'd like to play what we believe is perhaps the greatest discovery of all. From the soundtracks of the two pictures he made, Orchestra Wives and Sun Valley Serenade, revealing the Miller Band in the most brilliant sound recordings it ever received, here are those tunes.
In the Mood. The soundtrack recording by Glenn Miller's Orchestra for the 20th Century Fox picture, Sun Valley Serenade. You know, it's, it's interesting to hear these, these recordings as they were made for soundtracks and comparing them to the, the records which were made in a recording studio. And to sort of bring us up to date and refresh our mind on, on this sort of thing and what happened in, on these sessions, we invited our good friend Don Haynes of uh, Haynes and Martin Insurance. And whatever happened to the insurance business, Don? Oh, still got it going. Still it? going. Yeah. Well... Don, of course, as you've heard us say many times before when he's visited, was the was the civilian manager of the Glenn Miller Band and also the executive officer of the Air Force Band and perhaps the last one uh, to have seen Glenn Miller alive. Well, Don, we're awfully glad to have you with us here tonight and uh, tell us about these these uh, these great recordings from the soundtrack of the 20th Century Pictures. This is a sound which uh, very few recordings of Glenn Miller have received. Uh, this, is, this is something which is, could have been recorded yesterday instead of in 1941 or 42. Don't you agree with that? I think you're so right, Andy. Uh, these recordings, I think, sound the closest uh, to the Glenn Miller band itself of anything on wax. Uh-huh. Well, Don, uh, let's listen to another tune here. Another one which, to my mind, is the only only recording of this this tune. It was a tune called Boom Shot. B-O-O-M-S-H-O-T. Boom Shot. I don't think you ever did this for a commercial recording, did you? Not that I recall. It's rec- it was recorded for the soundtrack, however. Whether it was used, I don't remember that either. But here it is, the Glenn Miller Band playing Boom Shot. <laughs> Thank you. 
Boom Shot, recorded by the Glenn Miller Orchestra for the 20th Century Fox film soundtrack. I noticed on the on the inside of this album, which has just been released, by the way, Don, a one of the greatest pictures of the greatest band that I have ever seen. Do you do you recognize that scene from a from a? Yes, I do. Uh, it looked like it would have been. It a, was in a corner. Yeah, a corner of uh, of a room, and the uh, bandstand was built there rather low. In fact, they didn't have it elevated like they have so many of them. You see, there's only uh, three levels there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they pyramid them sometimes till the bass player up in the back row doesn't know what the saxophone player is doing. <laughs> but uh, 20th Century did a, a marvelous job here, uh, picture-wise and recording-wise. That top, Those two top trumpet men over there. Johnny Best and Billy May. Johnny Best and Billy May. And then the next two below? Uh, Ray Anthony and uh, Mickey McMickle. Uh-huh. Then in, in front of them... Now there's Paul Tanner... Jimmy Pretty and Frank Donolfo on trombone. The trombone section. And then uh, the drummer up there. Uh, yes, uh, Morris Pirtle. And then the, the, the bass player right in the center. He, he, he could hear the saxes all right. Uh, Trigger Alford. Trigger Alford Come up there. Come to Trigger Alford. <laughs> and then over on the right-hand side of the stand. Uh, there's there's a... Willie Schwartz. You can see him on the Dinah Shore show even today. Yeah. And next to him, Hal McIntyre, who has his own band, and I understand is out in this territory right now. Oh, good. Ernie Caceres uh, in New York in the studios. And in the top row. And there's Tex Beneke, who has his own band today, and uh, band today, and uh, Al Klink. Al Klink, the guitar, the guitarist. Oh, Jack Lathrop. And the, the piano, Chummy, probably. Chummy McGregor, yeah. Yeah, and of course, Glenn standing right in the in the angle part of the stand. Then there's the modern airs there right back of him, consisting of Bill Conway, Chuck Goldstein, Ray Eberly, Hal Dickinson, and Ralph Brewster. Oh, well, this was this was the band. And let's hear another selection right now. One of the great hits, Serenade in Blue. This was from which one of the two pictures? Serenade in Blue, Andy, I believe, was uh, Sun Valley Serenade. Sun Valley. And Sun Valley. And you'll notice there are two voices on there. there. There is a feminine voice. There's also the voice of Ray Eberly. We believe the, uh, uh, of course, I don't know, were you around when they, when they made the sound part of these recordings done? These recordings done? Well, when we weren't playing golf across the street at Hillcrest Country Club, we were around, and they were dubbing a lot, but that might have been Pat Friday. Let's listen and see. Here is the soundtrack version of Glenn Miller playing Serenade in Blue.
Thank you. 
beautiful arrangement. And uh, noticeably, much longer than the, the commercial record arrangement, which was put out. Yes, the commercial the record time. was about two minutes less than that anyway. Mm-hmm. More than two minutes. And uh, uh, this does sound very much like Pat Friday. And I think she was probably the singing voice for Lynn Barry. I imagine that's what it was. It's so long ago, uh, Andy. You're yeah, this asking is me to... 17... 17 and a half years ago. This was done in the spring of 41. Of 40. Well, for Orchestra Wives, which was the the follow-up picture to Sun Valley Serenade made the next year, Glenn recorded his his great jumping arrangement of the Bugle Call Rag. So let's listen to it from the soundtrack. John, uh, where were you playing when you first heard about uh, uh, coming to Hollywood to make these these pictures? Uh, I think we were in the Paramount Theater in New York, Andy, when uh, Tom Rockwell, late Tom Rockwell, uh, told Glenn that he was pretty hot on a deal at 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. And 
I think he came over to the, the theater one afternoon after the second or third show, and we had dinner, and uh, he had the contract. Mm-hmm. And then what'd you do? You start, did you play one-nighters? Did you play your way out, or did you just uh, get on the train and set sail? Got on the train in a, in a private car, and away we went for the West Coast. Three days later, we got out here and out to 20th Century Fox and right to work. Did you do most of the uh, <clears throat> the local, uh, the uh, the set scenes before you did anything up at the Sun Valley? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, most of it was done right here at 20th Century Fox out mm-hmm. on Pico, it's Pico Boulevard. And uh, we were there for four weeks, and then we had to stay over for a fifth week. Uh-huh. And then the, the Sun Valley things were done later. How long, how long were you up at Sun Valley? Ten days. Right in the heart of winter? Yeah, no, it was spring, but uh, there's snow up there, you know, practically the year round. Yeah, gorgeous yeah. place, just gorgeous. Uh, I imagine this was sort of a vacation for the for the band, wasn't it? It was because uh, you'd get a call uh, for twelve o'clock noon one day. The next day you'd get a, a call for six thirty in the morning. Yeah, and which meant that you had to get up about five o'clock, and the boys had to be made up and so forth, and be on the set at seven uh-huh. or seven thirty. But then we, uh, uh, 20th century, uh, yeah, I can't remember the chap's name out there, but he got uh, a few of his passes to play Hillcrest Country Club, which is a fine test of golf. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had that. If we had three or four hours off, we'd go over and play nine or 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did, they, did the men bring any of their families with them or just uh, by themselves? Uh, some of them drove out and some of them came on later trains, but only the band came on the Mm-hmm. car that we had hooked on uh-huh. to one of the super chiefs, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another great one from the soundtrack. And notice how different this sounds from the commercial recording. Chattanooga Choo Choo.
you say? Step aside, partner, it's my day. Bend an ear and listen to my version. mentioned before that this instrumental boom shot, uh, the only recording of it available was from soundtrack uh, that Ben Miller had recorded. He never never had made it for commercial recordings. The other uh, very unusual or most remarkable bits of Miller yet to be uncovered is the first and only appearance here of the Glenn Miller Six. Now this was a sextet drawn from the full band which uh, mixes an appealing sweet style with some, some rugged improvising. Do you remember this particular little group, Don? I do, but if you ask me to name them, uh, I couldn't for the life of me other than the rhythm section. I know Mo Pirtle is in there and Trigger Alpert and Chummy McGregor on piano, probably Billy May on trumpet, and either uh, Clink or uh, Al Clink or uh, Tex Beneke on sax, and I'd say if there's a clarinet in it, I think Ernie Caceres has to be there. Okay, let's listen to You Say the Sweetest Things, Baby, by the Glenn Miller Six.
This is Andy Mansfield with America's Popular Music. Tonight we're playing the original film soundtrack recordings by Glenn Miller and his orchestra, which were recorded for 20th Century Fox, for Orchestra Wives, and for Sun Valley Serenade, the only two pictures which Glenn ever made. Here with us tonight to fill in on our, uh, our memories and tell us things we've never known before is the man who remembers more about Glenn Miller, I believe, than just about anybody else. And that's his former manager and his wartime executive officer, Don Haynes. Well, Don, we're down now to this part. Let's see, it happened in Sun Valley. This has always been one of my favorite tunes. It was never a big hit, was it? Never. It never uh, sold that... anything like a million records or anything like that, but it's surprising how many people just love this this recording. Moved right along. There, I do know. myself. I, I have it at home, and uh, I treasure it very much. And a nice, bright, up-tempo. The boys singing, as I recall, the, the band sang in this one, didn't they? That's right. Okay, let's listen to It Happened in Sun Valley from the soundtrack. Get your favorite one to sit by your side Cuddle up in a sleigh, giddy up, Nellie Gray And away we go While you listen to the sleigh bells ring You yodeling to your baby You'll feel nice and warm No matter how cold it may be Take a look at little Jack and Jill They ski down a hill Let the snowplow turn And look, there's a spill, there's a spill On the hill when you're down It's a thrill to go up again Everybody ought to learn to ski For that is how we first met Sun Valley, from the Sun Valley Serenade. Who were the stars of that picture, Don? Uh, Sonia Henney and John Payne played the leading roles. There were other uh, contractees, uh, 20th Century Fox, Lynn Berry, and any number of, uh, of people they had under contract that were in there in sub-name value. Well, then, after, after Sun Valley Serenade uh, went over as, uh, as well as it did, there was a return, a return trip to Hollywood, 
Uh, the following year, wasn't it? Yes, that's when we came out to make Orchestra Wives. Orchestra Wives. Do you remember the cast of who were in, well, in that some, picture? Some of them in that picture were uh, Ann Rutherford, uh, oh. Lynn Berry, uh, Cesar Romero was uh, cast as the uh, piano player in the band, and uh, a pretty well-known uh, comic, Jackie Gleason, played bass. Uh, had rubber strings on it, but he <laughs> played it. And George Montgomery... Uh, uh, George Dinah Shore's husband yeah. uh, played uh, the hot trumpet. Well, Billy May and Trigger Alpert and Chummy McGregor must have had a lot of golf along about that time. They there. played a lot of golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are now down to another of the great hits, and this again is the soundtrack version. I've got a gal in Kalamazoo. Everything's okay, A-L-A-M-A-C-O-O, oh, what a girl, 
place, kid, I'm hurrying to. I'm going to Michigan to see the sweetest gal in Kalamazoo. I think one of the one of the finest tunes musically that Glenn ever played and recorded was this tune at last. Was this uh, uh, something of a personal favorite of his, or uh, uh, was there any? Was it just another tune as far as he was concerned? I never heard him express himself that this was one of his favorites. Uh, it was one of Ray Eberly's favorites, I know that, but here's a tune that really got kicked around. It was recorded at 20th Century Fox for the picture. That, that Sun Valley Serenade. Yes, and uh, taken out of the picture. It never appeared in the picture. Then uh, we did it at uh, Universal International, and we made the Glenn Miller story, and uh, they didn't like it because it slowed the tempo down of the picture, and uh, so it got thrown out of that, too. Oddly enough, uh, the record for RCA Victor of it last with Ray Eberly singing it sold a, a bundle full. Oh, gosh, it sold a lot of records. Was it ever used in, in Orchestra Wives? Was it... Uh, Not to my knowledge, it wasn't. Probably recorded for that one, too, and never used. It might have been because, you see, they, they kept these soundtracks out there, which is evidenced by the fact that yeah. here they are in here album are. form. And real fine ones, too, I might add. Well, the quality is so is so beautiful in, in this uh, uh, 20th century album. Uh, and one of the odd things that I might inject here, Andy, have you ever seen a sound stage? I've been on a few of them, yeah. Not uh, the They're pretty un particular ones out of the 20s. Aren't they? Yes, they are. They've barns. Got... They're barns is what they are. Yeah, they're just like uh, barren warehouses with yeah. mattresses in the ceilings and yeah. uh, painted on one wall and raw on the other wall. Uh, they're heated. They're comfortable, but... Uh, 
as to have such beautiful music come out of uh, such barren uh, buildings uh, is unusual, but they certainly did get the sound effects. And as Glenn always said, it's the only place that when they played it back to him, it sounded like his band. Mm -hmm. Well, judging from the sound that uh, we're hearing here tonight, you can, you can see that he was right about that. Here is Glenn Miller's soundtrack recording of At Last.
Glenn Miller's orchestra from the soundtrack and uh, the vocalist Ray Everly and in all probability Pat Friday who was the singing voice for Lynn Barry. Well now we come to a great Miller arrangement. So many times we've heard this tune on the airwaves on the old shellacs. But let's listen to it in the high fidelity of the sound stage. From the soundtrack, here is Glenn Miller playing American Patrol.
There's only one American patrol, and that's as played by Glenn Miller, that's for sure. And I think you'll agree that you never have heard it quite like it sounded on these soundtrack recordings. These, by the way, tonight have been the recordings from the soundtracks of Glenn Miller's 20th Century Fox Motion Pictures, Orchestra Wives, and Sun Valley Serenade in a high-fidelity album which has just been released by 20th Century Fox. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and we're, we're very happy to say thank you, Don Haynes, for being with us once more and filling in a lot of the information on this great band. Now let's close up tonight's program with another swinger, a tune called The Spirit is Willing. And again, thanks for being with us, Don Haynes. Thanks for inviting me. As we close the gates to the Kingdom of Swing, this is Andy Mansfield inviting you to be with us again next week for another program of America's Popular Music. America's Popular Music has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.